The Planted Mindset podcast is sponsored by Sassy 10, a new online fitness and nutrition program designed specifically for you if you're a menopausal mum who feels like your body of your 20s is a distant memory. You've lost your energy, motivation, but most of all, your sparkle. During your journey, you'll be supported, listened to, held accountable, motivated and re-energized to transform not only your body, but your mindset too. You'll be given everything you need to sculpt a stronger, sexier you in just 10 weeks to regain your sassy. Follow Sassy in 10 on Instagram and find out more by clicking on the link in the bio or hit the link in the show notes to start today. The hardest part is starting, but you'll be so glad you did. Welcome to the Planted Mindset Podcast, and this is another special episode, or you could say episode 33, because it's a solo one. And I thought I'd bring a solo episode back in um, about running. Reason being, um, I've been doing a lot of training. I'm going to be doing the Cambridge Half Marathon next month. Um, it'll be my fifth consecutive one. It's a really lovely race. Um, it's one of my favourite half marathons to do. So I have done several now over the years. Um, quite surprised to say um, that. But this one is my favourite, not just because of the course, but also the bling. I absolutely love the middle bling um, from any race, much better than the t-shirt. That's a preference for different people. Some prefer the, the T-shirts, but I do like the medals. And uh, yeah, Cambridge is, uh, hope they don't let us down this year. But um, yeah, their medals are, are really, really nice. But yeah, it's a really lovely race. Every year it has got uh, sequentially busier. Um, so it is a very, very busy race as well. Um, but it's a well turned out race from a point of um, supporters. Um, so it's a really nice day out actually if you are supporting as well or if you are racing so for all of us that are doing the cambridge hearth uh, best of luck hope you have an enjoyable race and i hope you get the finish time that you are training for so with that in in mind um and also doing a lot of run coaching um i thought i'd bring an episode on um, some of the questions that i commonly get asked uh, from new runners um with regards to what to wear i mean naturally it's one of the easiest sports to to get up and do you literally put a pair of trainers on um obviously put some gym wear on and get out and run but in actual fact uh, when you start running a little bit more consistently or you're increasing those miles it is quite important to have the right um attire and equipment so i was just going to give a, a, a top 10 of what i believe are the the fundamental basics that actually we we need and and how obviously you can enhance those change those upgrade those um if you are more serious as um to get into the running and get perhaps going a bit further than the park run which is obviously 5k 3.1 miles and that i tell you what seems like a, a a long distance when you first start running 5k is a tough tough race so anyone that is doing couch to 5k you know i, I salute you well done keep on going with the training it is about consistency and if you keep up that running consistency you will complete your 5k and then what comes is that bug where you want to then beat 
that time and then you start going to the the uh the saturday uh, race days uh, each week to see if you can beat it um i'm quite a competitive person by nature and certainly with the running and that's what's so beautiful about running is that you can run collectively with lots of people um, but you're only competing with yourself. Um, are you chasing for that next PB? And uh, interestingly, I was talking uh, uh, running intervals yesterday with a lady about that competitive side of you, that mindset side. Um, and why 5K, I think, is is probably one of the toughest races because it is easily doable. I, you could rack up every week uh, to parkrun and do it. But if you're like me, you're always chasing that PB. And when you get to a certain point, it gets harder and harder and harder. So for me, um, it would be to get a sub 25. And that's not doable every week because when you when you go to run, certainly on race day, there's a whole myriad of different factors that come into play. Um, how your week's been, how you've slept, how you've trained, how you've eaten. Um, mental as females, you know, is it the time of the month, menopause, all of those things do have an impact on to how you're going to run that day. And yeah, that elusive 25 minutes, it needs a lot of stamina. Um, obviously for the faster runners, you know, they can breeze it. Um, but you have to put in the, the training to, to make yourself stronger um, to enable yourself to get faster as well because you're using different muscle fibers slow twitch fast twitch depending on what race distance you do so for me yeah i haven't been to a part run for, well obviously because of lockdown um but i haven't been since they reopened um because <laughs> yeah i know that if i go i will want to be chasing that sub 25 and um and at the moment I haven't done the specific training for that, that speed training, so I wouldn't hit it. So then I'd be disappointed. But um, this is what's, you know, interesting about running because it's as much um, about the mindset as it is about the body as well, depending obviously on how competitive you are. So um, the first things first, obviously, you need a pair of trainers to run. And naturally, when you first start running, you probably can put on the trainers that you have, depending on how, how far you're going to be running. But if you are going to start consistently running two, three times a week, um, you know, again, price ranges can vary. Um, so it's not that you have to go out and, and buy an expensive pair of trainers. It really depends on what your goal is. But it is important to have uh, a pair of trainers that are actually designed for running because everyone's running gait is different. Um, and you can actually get your um, feet. Um, assessed in in good running shops so there's a couple in in Cambridge if you live that way um, that they can measure your feet um, to find the most suitable brand that's actually good for you and as I said this takes into account your pronation type um, by them analyzing your gait um, but if you obviously are thinking well what does that mean and and can I figure that out myself well yeah you can you can actually do what's called the wet foot test so I don't know if you probably did that as a child you know when you put your feet in water and then you put them on the concrete or a pavement and you got an imprint of your foot so naturally seeing that imprint of the foot will tell you whether you've got high arches or low arches and then depending on that you would buy the particular trainer that is suited for your gait um, and, and really, it's a preference to what feels comfortable. So for me, um, ASICs have been the, the, the go-to trainer for me. ASICs, however you pronounce it. 
there's multiple brands and multiple price ranges again so but they are a good running shoe um but then there's you know there's there's some other great brands out there as well so i'm not affiliated with any of these brands um so it's just literally what are my favorites um you know brooks when you can get more expensive and obviously i think even sports direct do their own running trainer naturally you've got your nikes and your adidas um but for me asics have been the most comfortable um and i think once you find a brand that you like you, you tend to stick with them so for me um i went and bought i i had just normal asics and then when i was uh training for my first marathon because you're going to be putting a lot of miles in running up to that distance um i went for a more expensive pair um and they were uh, gel cayenne's uh cayenne 25s um so again obviously they always bring new models out so it's you're never sure if you're going to be able to get that same type of trainer uh, once you've done um it's about 500 miles in in your trainers uh, you do need to change them so for me um they have enabled me to to do all my training runs you know countless half marathons and two marathons um i'm on my second pair of those but i had asics before then so i say that the, there's all different price ranges but but do you know obviously try them on um and you know there's a debate obviously women's trainers to men's trainers um you know for sizing but always go a, a size up because obviously your feet swell so um but getting professionally measured if you are going to be consistently running is is a good way to to go and make sure that you've got the right trainers for you so then goes on to the next thing that perhaps can be overlooked are the socks so naturally you just put any old pair of socks on when you go out running maybe or you've got you know ankle socks or maybe you've got a pair of sports socks but again if you're going to start doing consistent running um, or you're going to up that mileage the socks are so important and for me I had quite an issue um, and I still do I find that um, the balls of my feet and the, the pads of my big toes do really get um, the, the friction on them really really um intensifies uh, upon that mileage um to the point of feeling like they're burning other people don't experience that so it's interesting whether you do or you don't but for me uh, you know you've got to have a good pair of socks um so that you obviously are they're absorbing the the sweat from the foot um and your foot's not sliding around in the trainer to cause excessive wrap obviously for those blisters um so i have got um, I've, I've experimented with um, several pairs and then I've got about three or four that are my favourites and depending on how far I run, um, I'll pick the sock accordingly. But I've got a Baliga Unisex um, Enduro socks. Um, I've got ones that are, are double layered uh, and, and yeah, again, you can go into a good running shop to, to pick up a pair of uh, uh, socks. They are really important. Don't underestimate those. And obviously, don't ever change your socks before race day. Get used to training in the certain socks that you know that they're good for you, that you can do those mileages in. So for me, a little tip that works for me, as I said, I find that I have um, soreness on the balls of my feet and, and my toes. So so I use the uh, kinesiology tape you know so they use that for strapping those muscles i actually cut small strips of that i guess you probably could use plasters as well but i just cut small strips of that and i tape that on my big toe on the sole of my big toe and the ball of my foot 
and I have been known to wear the uh, gel uh, tubes on my big toe or the foam tubes um, and that just you know creates a little bit more padding um, and reduces that sort of friction burn on my feet but you may not experience it um many ladies that i run with don't seem to have the issue but for me when i was up in that mileage goodness my feet just got so so sore so again it's 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 finding what works for you um so so for me it was soreness on my feet um but for them they found you know chafing around their chest i don't have that problem <laughs> i'm glad to say um but there's always something that you'll have to sort of uh, navigate around um you will invest in a pot of vaseline i'm sure <laughs> so um naturally you're not just going to go out in your socks and your trainers um you might get a few stairs so uh, the next thing uh, working upwards would be the leggings or shorts again naturally what what are you comfortable in wear what you're comfortable in what is light um and airy and also what doesn't you know slip down if you've got to constantly be dragging your leggings up because you're getting that arch under your legs then that's going to be a pain so you want to have ones that fit nice um, that sit on their hips um, and then you haven't got to constantly um, readjust because that actually is quite draining over time um, if you're running a long distance believe it or not so Again, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, preference to the leggings, uh, choose whatever brand. It doesn't have to be a brand. Again, I've gone with Trusty Asics for my leggings and bra tops, um, which is the next one I'm going on to. So uh, tip number four, bra top. For me, the ASIC, again, um, it's just really light, really comfortable, really airy, um, padded for me, um, and that works a treat. But again, depending on your size, uh, you may need some extra support. Um, again, I don't have that issue, but naturally, if you're on the larger side, then you are going to want to make sure that you're not moving around too much. Otherwise, that's going to make you feel really, really sore. So you do want to invest in a really good sports bra um, that keeps you in place. <laughs> so you don't have your two friends doing a race on their own. Um, so yeah, find find a good bra, um, but naturally you would have probably done that already if you go into the gym, so they will probably be fine, but obviously again wants to absorb a lot of that sweat because we are going to get very, very hot. Um, moving on, so we go on to vest or t-shirts, so again they say a dress for mile four um, or mile two depending on how far you're going. Um, I'm naturally a cold person, so I'm always layered up more than most and everyone looks at me like a weirdo because they're all in their vests and I'm not. I've got like a thermal top on underneath my vest. Um, I do get hot, but I do suffer with the cold. So depending on what time of year um, I'm running, I'm probably wearing more layers than most. Um, so what's your favour, a vest or a T-shirt? Just remember, obviously, with the vests that the, you don't want them chafing under your armpits. Again, some people will put some Vaseline there to, to stop that. Um, but it is worth, you know, training in that vest or, or top that you are potentially going to do your race in. Um, one thing to remember, obviously, we are now hurtling towards autumn and those darker nights. If you're running late in the evening, is about your clothes being reflective. So have you got some reflective points on your tops or on your leggings? Um, because... It's just really, really important for how far away you can be spotted by a driver. And it's quite um, startling to know. And I've seen that before when I've seen um, runners. Stortford here, um, we have 
loads of people running all the time. I think it is a, a very much a, a running town. And I have seen uh, people running in the evening in dark clothes and you really can't see them. And in actual fact, uh, the distance that they say that you can see from how far away is only just over a metre. So that's a second. Um, which, you know, obviously is quite scary and quite dangerous. So you do want to be wearing the right colours of those leggings and tops if you are running in the evening so that you can be spotted. Interestingly, pink comes up um, that it's only just under two seconds, but um, they can see you up to 24 metres if you're wearing something pink, uh, more for the ladies. Uh, so for the guys, um, yellow, um, anything in yellow, obviously, um, is even more visible and you can be seen just over two and a half seconds which is about 36 meters but if you have reflective um, apparel you can be seen up to 152 meters away which is 11 seconds so bear that in mind if you are running in the evening that you do want to have um, reflective clothing <clears throat> so naturally you're going to want to take your um, phone out with you when you run, I'm sure. Um, if not, you're going to have some keys or, or, you know, whatever else it is. Um, and there are so many different running belts. And I experimented with this, oh, bought countless ones. Whether you have ones that like have a holder for your water, whether they don't, um, you know, it, it, and where they sit and how they feel. Um, in the end, for me, um, and interesting, they say don't change anything up until uh, like for race day. Um, but when I went to the Excel Center uh, the week before the London Marathon, I actually invested or bought a flip belt. <clears throat> That's the make of it. Excuse me. And I did actually run the, the marathon with that flip belt. Um, for me, that has been one of my best buys. It has a little clip inside the belt so I can clip my keys in there so they don't lose. And it's just little pockets all the way around the belt and it's made of material so I can put my phone in there I can put tissue in there I can put um, snacks in there obviously if you're running further distance um, I've got a face mask in there um, you know it's just for me and it sits on my hips it doesn't ride that is my go-to so it's called a flip belt they come in lots of different colors um, and for me I would prefer to hold a water bottle rather than um, try to put it in the side, um, sloshing up and down. But again, you know, everyone's preference. I'm talking for, for you if you're new to running, um, you're not likely to, to be needing, you know, gallons of water if you're only running a short distance, but you're still going to want to um, put your phone somewhere. So um, that for me um, is, yeah, no brainer, no brainer. Um, naturally, if you're running on your own, you're likely to have headphones in. You do have to be careful that you don't have them too high so that you can still hear the traffic you know sometimes recommended to only wear one headphone and that's what I tend to do I only have it in one ear that way I, I can still hear the traffic I can still hear people behind me and I feel a little bit safer with that naturally you're gonna want um, a Bluetooth wires are a pain in the backside so um, trying to connect them to your phone so go go for a Bluetooth pair you may want um, or you may have um, Apple um, earpods but they actually interestingly I found out um, are not um, insured for gym wear or running wear that sweat that gets into them over time so if they end up breaking um, you're not going to get them to replace them um, because if you read in the small print, 
it's not covered. So you do really want to invest in a pair of headphones that are specific for um, sport um, that can absorb or that you don't mind obviously that they are you're not your favorites or your bests um, but you use them for your running or your gym wear. For me uh, an Acfire um, Bluetooth headphones I've got a pair of E18s they're the ones that seem to stick in my ear um, otherwise you're spending all that time trying to adjust it and you know obviously you know gonna fall out it's a pain um, they fit for my ear most of them you know obviously have different sizes that you can adjust to put that inner ear whereas like airpods they they would never stay put in my ear <laughs> um, so yeah I find them really really useful I love listening to podcasts um, that's my favored um, listening type when I'm out running um, so for me I stick on a long podcast and yeah get the miles under my belt so naturally you could listen to this couldn't you <laughs> if you're out long enough um, and then going back to the the weather i.e um, seasons if you're going out in the evening you are going to need a light or torch you don't really want to be holding your phone and using that as a torch to see where you're going um, pavements can be very uneven and the last thing you want to do is trip and fall um, but you also want to be visible and seen so there's various lights that you can buy um, and they sort of they have a light on the front and the back um, with straps you sort of put it over your head and clip it to the side um, the, the one that I've got is called run lights and I think I've got that on Amazon but um, I think you know obviously you can get them all on Amazon uh, there's west light and there's um, augural lights so just just literally type in run lights and you will find a set so the white light will be on the front the, the the red lights on the back and you can adjust it to intermittent flashing um quick or slow or or steady state and they are bright so you will be seen but you also more importantly can see where you're going um so if you're you know running somewhere and then suddenly the street lights are no longer apparent then you're going to need these so the next one, um, dependent on summer, winter, uh, gloves or sunglasses. So for me, I, I have rainoids, so my hands get so, so cold. So you'll often see me in a pair of running gloves. I actually wore gloves on the London Marathon and I had a long top and everyone's like in a vest. Um, but again, you know, it, it's down to you, obviously, what you need. Um, you don't want to find the runner, you know, unenjoyable because you're so cold. So for me, um, yeah, they're runner gloves um, and I just have a pair of those and shove them in my flip belt. So if my hands are cold, I can wear them. You can buy ones that obviously have the either finger taken out or they're it's, it, um, responsive to your iPhone. Um, not too expensive and, and most sports shops will have those. Um, and the same with uh, sunglasses. Um, these are, um, you know, have two benefits, obviously for the sun, but also the bugs. <laughs> if you've run for, for a long time, you'll know, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll be interested in a bit more protein along the way. Or you've had one of those bugs fly in your eye and it's horrible. So sometimes sunglasses um, take away the glare of the sun, but they also can protect your eyes for those flying bugs. Um, I've got a cheap pair, Carrymore from um, Sports Direct. They wrap around quite easy. They're quite light. Whether I put them up on my head, they've stayed there. I actually ran with them for the London Marathon thinking that I might wear them. I didn't. I flipped them up on the top of my head and they stayed put for the whole race. I even forgot that they were there. So 
and they they were cheap. They weren't even a fiver, I don't think. So I think I got them in the sale. So yeah, just get a pair of glasses if you're running particularly off road, um, you know, through trees, forests and stuff, because there'll be a lot more flying bugs and keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Um, the last one and the reason why I've left it till last um, is obviously a tracker uh, watch and the the point is obviously to get out and start running you don't need to buy expensive equipment you can just get out and run and again interestingly talking on intervals um, with one of the running coaches um, she was mentioning how she actually left her watch at home for a year when she was running getting back into it I don't know if it was through an injury or whatever because we can get um, a little bit too linked again if you're competitive to the watch and the times um, and then if if you don't hit those times then you don't think it's a good run um, so yeah you have to be you have to be mindful of that with with the watch having said that um, if you've got a fitness tracker like a Fitbit or an Apple watch um, you absolutely can track your run you can download um, apps on your phone uh, map my run and lots of Nike apps and all of those that will record obviously the steps but if you're then gonna start consistently running and you're actually gonna enter some races then you're more than likely gonna want to get a running watch and for many years I actually used my Apple watch um, to track um, but it was interestingly um, I think it was um, Olympic Park run half marathon um, my Apple watch started playing up and it was so frustrating. It was a half marathon and it wasn't recording. So in the end, I remember literally asking other runners, like, what pace are you at? What mark? You know, you know, I knew what mile I was at, but what pace they were at to try and ascertain what sort of finish time that I would have. And after that, I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to actually buy a running watch. So I went for the trusty Garmin. There are so many models within Garmin, um, but I went for the Forerunner 35 sort of mid-price you know again there's cheaper and there's a lot more expensive but this one you know does everything that I need it to and it, I just make sure that I wear that when I am doing obviously particularly a race um, and it's just yeah I can download all that information onto my phone and naturally it tracks it over time so you've, you've got the, the history there but that isn't an essential as I say the Apple watch will work fine your Fitbit will work fine or whatever you know other tracker that you actually have even if it's on your phone will work fine if you're starting out um, and and don't forget obviously they're the 10 points um, you take your phone <laughs> I don't think I think we're in this day and age that we don't really go anywhere without our phone do we um, so that's why again that flip belt I think is just the easiest one for me some people wear their phone on their arm uh, they wear those arm ones which I did used to do but if you want to change anything on your phone, it's a real palaver. Whereas I find where it is on the flip belt, where I've got it turned up, I can adjust the volume. And um, and I can adjust, obviously, what track I'm listening to, if it's music, on my Apple Watch as well. So, um, yeah, they're 10, point, 10 points. Obviously, you know, there's so many more things that could be covered. Um, but I think they're the sort of the, the most important ones. Um, and, and really, with running... Uh, this is another one that, that I hear so often. Well, I'm not a runner. Um, and then get fearful of not buying the right equipment because we haven't assigned ourselves to that label of being a runner. If you go outside and you run, you're a runner. It doesn't matter what distance you've done or haven't done or what distance you're aiming for. 
um that is a mindset thing and i'm just sort of urging you to, to not think like that um because that was something that i had in my head for for many years and that stopped me joining a running club because i didn't think i was a runner enough to be part of a running club and that's the biggest mistake or inaccuracy that i had and that was in my own head so naturally when i run uh, cambridge half um october the 17th for the first time ever i will be actually running in a club vest so um and that's and i've been running over six years now like in races i've been running longer than that but it took a while to even run that first race um so yeah i didn't didn't even know about park runs when i started but um yeah you know don't be fearful of running clubs don't think that it's you know there's there's every stage every age um you know so if you do really want to get better and you do enjoy running search out obviously um either a running club or a running coach um that can help you with your specific goals um because there are strategies there and certainly if you're going to go the distance of a half marathon or indeed a marathon that one's next week isn't it london um at the time of this recording um then you're going to need a training plan to build up that mileage to race day so um as i said good luck for everyone that's running a race um you know in the imminent future all the best and just remember enjoy it focus on your posture keep your head nice and high keep that chest open focus on your breathing be mindful of your footfall and just enjoy it so until the next episode i'll catch you then <laughs>